Hello and welcome to episode 17 of The Edge Backstage Pass, the weekly podcast from the Tuesday night show at the London comedy store The Edge. This week our discussions range from the absurd to the deadly serious as world events really start to grate on some of the team. But don't worry, there's still plenty of bodily fluid chat to keep this light and a valuable insight into Jenny Collier's relationship with her father. Hello, I'm Jenny. I'm in Wales. Hello, I'm Ben Norris. I'm drinking German lager and I'm in South East London. Hello, I'm Stephen Grant and I'm drinking water, which is the most nutritious of all the drinks and also all I can afford. (laughs) Hi, I'm Eleanor and I would like to say that I had taken a step away from the news on mental health grounds uh, 24 <laughs> hours ago and then now I'm back in the middle of it. So it's, uh, if, if, if anything goes wrong, um, it's the comedy <laughs> store's fault, basically. Oh, that is a stark warning there. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> how, how angry are you? with? Uh, you're all fairly lefty, aren't you? I think. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. I looked at this yeah. lineup and I heard one of the panels say, isn't it lovely? There's no wankers today looking at all four Don't of us. Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, obviously, it wasn't Ben. And... No, but the, I mean, obviously, I was joking because there are no wankers in the entire Cutting Edge uh, crew. Yes, Nobody but has I... us on film wanking. So <laughs> Not yet. Wanker, I'll wank. I'll, I'll, I'll... <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I think we need to define the term if we're going <laughs> to... I, I think the reason why I mentioned that is because I suddenly thought, where is the debate going to be? Because every now and again, you know, other comedy clubs have tokenism involved, right? Which is obviously something you shouldn't overplay. But sometimes with the edge, the tokenism is somebody with right-wing leaning mentality but i don't think we have any of that right now do we we don't so are you worried we're going to get sued on grounds of discrimination is that no i, I just worry we're all just going to sit there all agreeing it's going to be like old people at cozy cozy left-wing bubble yeah but exactly I, yeah but i don't oh, but think this is the... so delightful because last night i went horse and i'm actually hung over because i drank so much because i was having a row um with my pa because he seems to want to defend dominic Cunningham. oh well can you oh. go and get him <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if you have He's to drive. He's actually fixing the roof over my head. So. Oh, is, he, is he honestly fixing the roof? Well, no, he's doing various DIY jobs. As we I was just going to say, cause, uh, is he a man in his, uh, what, 60s? How old is your father? 69, dude. Okay, it's just that I, an awful lot of celebrities have died whilst on the roof. Um, just so Ow. you know. Just wow. Men of a certain age, they get on the roof to do it. I mean, uh, Rod Hull, do you remember him? Did he die on a roof? He, oh, well, he, oh, he, oh, he oh, technically oh. died off the roof, yeah. yeah. He was still it's alive, not, but it's on the roof. It's not the roof that actually kills you, bizarrely. No, it's, it's leaving right. it quicker than you're expecting. <laughs> I think of a bloke a certain age thinks they are still 38, and they get on the roof to fix the aerial or whatever, and next thing you know, they're, they're in um, a heap on the floor the floor so just keep an eye out for your mm-hmm. for your dad i have suggested we put some bubble wrap along the alley beside the house in case he does fall off <laughs> are you sure it's not a euphemism for something that he fell off a roof meant means something <laughs> oh i really fell off the roof there for us. checking urban dictionary now for what yeah. fell off a roof might be um, he was caught in bed with his gay lover something you know uh, that's, oh my god yeah. fall off the roof is an entry in Urban Dictionary. Is it? And what does it mean? Yeah, what is it? Yeah. It's to start your period. 
<laughs> wow. Oh, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and, and as ever with uh, Urban Dictionary, there is a, an example given that is not entirely polite. Uh, Jack, hey man, did you get some Francine last night? Harold, nah man, yeah. Jovi had to fall off the roof on Monday, so none this week. At least she isn't pregnant. Everyone laughs. Wow, that's that the was worst the thing I've, I've heard today. I, I, yeah. Well, exactly. uh, let's be honest, it's more subtle than she's got the painters in. So, yeah. um... <laughs> my favourite euphemism is um, there's been a crash at Alton Towers. <laughs> <laughs> I made that one up my I made it up myself. But it goes, um you go, um there's blood everywhere. Oh god. Um you go And the fun I stops. <laughs> <laughs> but you can say the smiler ride is closed, right? I mean it's an old reference. But then you can go, but you can still go on the teacups <laughs> or the log flume. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. I don't know if I'm anyone listening to this audio-only um, podcast bring, needs to know it, where Jin was pointing. <laughs> bringing this back to the news then, assuming your father hasn't recently expired while doing roof-based maintenance, what was the thrust of his argument as to why what Dominic Cummings did was okay? Um, so he, well, it wasn't just Dominic Cummings. It was basically um, defending everything that I ever criticise about the government or Boris Johnson or anything like that. So I think he's just basically trying to play devil's advocate, but I don't understand why. Um, and we chatted for about three hours going over the same ground very drunkenly. So I can't really pinpoint any of the exact arguments yeah. and they definitely didn't win me over. There's an awful lot yesterday, an awful lot of people saying things like, uh, so let me get this straight. The most evil thing a person can do is drive to Durham now. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, yes. I think it's, it's lying, isn't it? It all comes down to lying is whether not only should, government shouldn't lie i mean it's very easy to go around saying oh you know government always lying and of course if they do they there are mechanisms in place to find them out and if they do get found out they at least they kind of usually lose their jobs so the fact that that hasn't happened is what sort of thrown it in the air though yeah. i mean my general feeling yeah. is, is the big lie is that he drove 260 miles with a four-year-old without stopping uh, I've had a four-year-old in my car and after 30 miles, I'll happily lick the floor of a care home <laughs> rather than stop and get out for a breather because I'm not entirely sure. Someone has said to me since that he went at midnight and the child was asleep, but children have a habit of waking up during the night. They're all. Yeah. The part of it was the eyesight test uh, component of the story <laughs> where to make sure that it was safe to drive his wife and small child 160 miles back to London, he drove... 30 odd miles to see if that would work now if it didn't work he'd be driving his wife and child into the path of a juggernaut and killing them all so that would be a bad test yeah i i feel like i want to know what he would have said if the police had stopped him on that yeah. journey because at the time they were the first question they were asking everybody is what's the purpose of your journey here yeah. <laughs> and if he was saying i'm checking to see if i'm fit to drive yeah. so, so that i can consider taking on a much longer drive uh, i'm not i'm not sure I, I, I'm, I'm sure the police would have had has something to say I might try that next time I go to the pub and on the way back just be like, I'm just driving to check that I'm sober. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I can make it home. That's how I, it works. I haven't had the time to do it, but I want to mock up a sign to put onto Twitter that says, welcome to Barnard Castle. But it's a really big B 
than a slightly smaller A and R. Yeah. I saw those N A. Oh, is it out there? It's on there yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. Someone's oh, already done it. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Oh. All the good ideas to get done straight away. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it everybody with ability and creativity is currently at home? Exactly. I used to think I was special. All it was is I had spare time. Oh, you are special, <laughs> yeah. Stephen. You are special. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Actually, I'm going to take it positively, and I'm not going to hear anything other. Uh, but no, yeah. Ultimately, this as an excuse, especially considering not only. Uh, his wife can drive, but he can't even deny that she did because she actually put something in her spectator column about it. Also, she put in a spectator column that they were in London when they were in Durham. So, they, and then they said that they hadn't spoken to the police, but the police said we definitely spoke to them. I, yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? It's, I wonder, I worry about this Trumpian move to politics where actually telling the truth doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because one of my dad's arguments was that the child had only just been born. And it's like, I don't know where he got that from, but that is people's view. And then when you tell them, <laughs> no, actually, they were four, they're like, well, I think they were just born. <laughs> <laughs> they were four when they were born, yeah. which is why his wife can't drive anymore. She's in a terrible mess. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he was born with a brand new bike made it even worse. <laughs> oh, it's it's just the, it is, I mean, frankly, it's the elitism, isn't it? And I think that is simply what angers most sane people is that we've all been told, regardless of what is happening, you can't go anywhere. My mother died, sadly, uh, three or four weeks ago. None of us were able to visit her in the care home. We were out allowed to go to cremation, but only 10 of us, which didn't even cover the entire family and, our, and their children. So that was our situation in something fairly, I would argue, a lot more serious than his situation. And uh, we didn't, we, ab we, you know, we abided by the law and, and he, he doesn't have to. And uh, that, that makes me pretty angry, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, my, my, my ex was ill with, uh, with coronavirus and both the kids were with her. And uh, we agreed that one, we'd only hand the children over when one of us was healthy enough, uh, you know, when the other one was so ill that they couldn't look after the children. So that at least one of us was healthy at any one particular time. Uh, and she would, her mother wanted to come up and help, but couldn't do the journey so i ended up feeding the kids by cooking driving the eight miles to their house leaving it by the front door and sitting in their front garden while they ate it in the window while their mother was uh, lying in bed ill and it's kind of weird because you look at all those sacrifices people have made and i'm sure like ben's yours is quite major and lots of other people's have just in their lives would have been a lot better if they could have broken these rules and he came up with the rules mm -hmm. and the funny thing is apparently before yeah. he went and gave the conference apparently they were sat for two three hours seeing if there was a loophole i mean not only is he a liar and a bit reckless but he's an idiot because he had to, he was the only person who could have written in a loophole for himself <laughs> i mean he could have literally said like if yeah. you look at page 32 of the foot if your initials are dc you can do what the fuck you like oh <laughs> so sorry it was in the rules i didn't check yeah no i, mean, I think was... david cameron would agree with that too. <laughs> <laughs> i've got a little i mean brace yourselves for a little bit of a conspiracy theory go on but you know how they changed i mean in wales the guidance is still stay at home but in england when it changed to stay alert I don't know about you guys, I thought that was really bad because then people who have to go to work have to go, have to, go to work and then it's always like people in like lower paid jobs are the ones who end up not having a choice and having yeah. to go in otherwise they'll lose their job. And so everyone's up in arms because everyone's like, this is very vague, it's not very fair, people are having to make their own decisions and it's um, bad news. And everyone's really angry about Dominic Cummings, 
But I wonder, because it's so like risible what's happened, is he just like a pawn in the game, which is the whole country goes, oh, well, if he can do that, I'm not fucking staying at home. I so thought exactly that. Yeah. I thought exactly that. Yeah. Is, it, is he actually, you know, we, we're saying he's an idiot for doing this. Didn't he realise he'd get found out? Maybe he knew exactly what he was doing. And the whole point was to, because, you know, there is a sort of a theory that, uh, you know, we, we came very late into the lockdown because they wanted to try herd, herd immunity. And uh, we're coming out early because they want to get the economy going. And they, and they sort of basically believe that most of the infirm who are going to die probably should anyway. And uh, yeah, they, I wouldn't put it past him and his Machiavellian brain to think, well, I'll tell you what, I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, I'll get found out and then everybody will start doing it and we can blame them. Yeah. That's what it'll be. Yeah. it'll be. Hey, we told you guys to stay in, but you just started going out. We don't know why you made that decision, but now you're all dead. This is the first time I've heard this. Exp- I love a new conspiracy theory, but, but ultimately most of them come about because people have got a lot more time to think about things than they previously had. It also it kind of speaks to a, a thing that I've always been confused by. Uh, uh, this kind of question about the people who are in charge of all this is it are they are they evil or are they just stupid uh because this means if the denny's theory is true it means they have to be quite clever to do to to come up with something like that and i'm not i'm i, I mean i would be kind of actually reassured if they were that smart because uh, that, that, that is most... a doodle poll i want would you rather have an evil <laughs> or a stupid government evil absolutely i would go for evil, <laughs> evil. Uh, yeah, yeah. Amer- america have gone for the combo haven't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, um, and that's the thing is that I mean, yeah, it is the case that you, you because I look at that conspiracy theory and it sounds great, but there's one fundamental problem with it, and it is that you just have to be clever enough to have planned it. And I just don't feel like it has been planned. I think there's so yeah. many, gra- I've become obsessed with graphs in the news, and the one graph no one's really drawn up is there's got to be a linear correlation between how stupid your leader is and how many excess deaths there are in your country because i'm pretty sure a mixture of johnson uh and trump and is it bolsonaro the brazilian guy yeah uh, and then and, and then a bit of putin as well and then if you put those and then you look at how many have died in their countries more than would have needed to had they have sorted it out and then you look at the countries that have mostly done quite well out of it uh you know like in new zealand like um arson and what, yeah, yeah that's right and and you just sort of look and you just sort of think literally the person you next time we have an election they should just say look here's my iq and this will directly correlate to how few of you are going to have to die next time shit goes down. Yeah. I, I just think, I, I wonder though, because I, 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 I don't doubt that Boris Johnson has a stupid side to him. He, he, he does some weird stuff. But that's, the, that's why he wouldn't throw Cummings under the bus, because he absolutely needs that man uh, to get him through the next six months to a year, because he is the architect of everything that they've been planning from Brexit to getting out of this. I agree that he, he definitely is important because I went through something similar when this all started to shut down and my cleaner said <laughs> she could no longer come every week to clean my house. And every single bit of good logic and good practice that I read about and agreed with to do with social distancing and, you know, unnecessary journeys. And, and eight pounds an hour. Point. Yeah. And I just thought, fuck that. <laughs> I am not cleaning my own house. And, um, you know, I just said, I think it's been overblown. I think... I just like I, I spewed out pretty much every conspiracy theory going in a desperate attempt to get my cleaner to break effectively to endanger
endanger her family <laughs> in my house. And, and ultimately, I wasn't able to convince her and she lives on and I've learned a very important lesson, which is mostly how to mop. <laughs> so, yeah. So I it see was, she hasn't taken the washing off the radiator there, actually. In your <laughs> that's my green screen. That's no, a green I... screen. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's, that is my washing off the, uh, off the banisters. Yeah, I haven't taken the banisters. Oh, just, and do you know what, actually? Everyone's getting a green screen. I've had to learn how to iron, right? I mean, I've never been in the situation before where the technical quality of my broadcast is dictated to by my ironing skills. Stephen, I let that's, that's a real first world problem, isn't it? My cleaner won't iron my green screen. <laughs> <laughs> what? If everybody, everybody who's got a first world problem have had to shelve them during coronavirus because the amount of people on social media who'll tell you it doesn't matter because people are dying and they're right. But every single little thing I've got annoyed about that previously I could talk about in stand-up comedy has been put in a box marked when things are better. And I'm just, you know, like every time I Google a recipe for things to cook at home and then it's an American website and the first 600 words are people describing how they tried it with their friends and it was like Thanksgiving and everyone had a really good time and you know, just, just, just give me the recipe and give me the ingredients and stop measuring things in cups, you retards. I mean, that's, that is the level of anger I get. And then I think I won't normally write about that on social media, but I can't now because people are dying. It's miserable. There will also be some letters about the use of the word retards, but that... <laughs> I know, I know, it's pejorative, isn't it? I, I keep finding that out. I mean, I knew it was pejorative. I, I think the worst one I got caught out for was gypsy. Um, I, I didn't realise uh, that, that, that. I didn't realise that your cleaner was a gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't asked. I don't see. I don't see. Uh, I don't see ethnicity. I nearly wrote a tweet about how I drove a. 250 miles to check whether my knee was still giving me jip and then i didn't know if you spelled gyps jip with g g y p and then i was like what if that's racist oh and God. so I ended, I ended up not writing it yeah this is we are <laughs> hampered aren't we i mean um, <laughs> i think in in matters of racial offense uh caution is a good <laughs> idea generally <laughs> I, uh, What's the I, Daily I, yeah. Mail headline for this podcast going to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Daily Mail, funnily enough, are uh, they are really an angry about Cummings, aren't they? Which what, yeah. once, if you're a right wing politician and you've infuriated the Daily Mail, things if you would think that would be the end of it, wouldn't you? Yeah, but, I think yeah. So. I don't. Know. I think Daily Mail might be upset that there's someone out there who has more control over the Prime Minister than them. So I mean, you know, we could be incensed as we like right now. It'll be very difficult. People will have to dig up this podcast and listen to it in 2024 <laughs> to go do you know what those four were right they were absolute shit let's vote them out but you know i can't you get see past it that wanking bit at the beginning it was very yes i mean michael gove could probably be caught you know in the middle of parliament square shagging an inflatable doll and he'd get away with it yeah at the moment how many how many people would they have to lose in order for it to take effect because i was looking this morning i got kind of excited when i saw that one conservative uh, mp had resigned and i was like that's that's good isn't it uh, no no <laughs> <laughs> they need like 80 or something to yeah that, there was something to make any dent there was about 18 tory mps calling for cummings to resign so that's a big chunk of dissent within their ranks and it, and he's still got the the balls and the arrogance to say 
I didn't actually do anything wrong. But I mean, there is an argument that it doesn't matter. Currently, the amount of people dying is dropping down regionally. So we've got this weird situation where London is getting down into just double figures of new in infections. But then you go to Somerset and they're closing A&E departments because there's too many people with coronavirus. Now, if you're a London-based person who can't go to your London-based pub or go to your London-based comedy club and your London-based job is in, in limbo because of the coronavirus and nobody's getting ill, but in Somerset, they're falling out of the windows right now because they keep licking the bus stop. That right? means wanking. Yeah, that, again, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. <laughs> then you're going to feel quite annoyed about it. So, I mean, I reckon we're in a situation soon where they're just going to actually turn around and say, you know, uh, actually, if your area is okay, then it's fine. So you've just got to hope you live somewhere where people are bright enough to not do what Dominic Cummings does, and then it drops down by a certain level. But there is something in that, isn't there? The, the metropolitan elite, as sometimes uh, people who live in cities are referred to, you know, we're the perfect fit because we go, oh, we're not allowed to go out. Okay, great, we'll stay in. Uh, and let us know when it's, you know, socially responsible to go back out again. Whereas some of your um, country sort of side, uh, red, <laughs> red-cheeked, you know, gammon assholes, uh, don't, I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. I know it's bloody nonsense. Nothing's going to stop me going down the old pub with old Jim and Jamie and Bob. I'm not discriminating here, by the way. It feels like you're talking directly to me. <laughs> <laughs> but you escaped to the uh, Wales for the lockdown, didn't you? Well, I yeah, I came here just before lockdown. All my work got cancelled, so I thought, I'll go, vis go and visit my parents for a bit. And then three days into being here, lockdown happened. And so now I'm trapped. Oh, God. <laughs> Is it, are your, fa your family all Welsh then, Jenny? Um, no, just my mum. And me and my sisters. So, so, so yeah, of all of yeah. my dad. <laughs> so you've around. So your, your dad's the only one who's not Welsh in your family. No yeah. wonder he's up on the roof. <laughs> I, I had the similar option, Jen, uh, at the beginning of all this because there was delays about bringing in the lockdown, and I was considering whether to go back to Ireland, but I just missed the cutoff. I would have had to at the time go back and quarantine for two weeks before I could go and see my because it was quarantining in place over there. So I would have had yeah. to stay in a hotel for two weeks which I couldn't afford uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> before yeah. I, I visited them but I can you imagine how bleak it would be to be on a lockdown in some sort of uh, budget hotel by a oh. motorway oh. with <laughs> three other lonely travelers meeting but, them every morning for breakfast but that's the thing Ben you Eight say about a, feet away from each other you say budget hotel but some people have been forced to pay for the quarantine that they do for themselves when they arrive in a country and they're saying that if you break that quarantine it's a thousand pounds Pound fine, but for a 14 yeah. day quarantine, that hotel room has to be less than 70 pounds a day for you to actually make money by staying in the hotel rather than paying the fine. That's so when I mean, your family will find out how much you love them. <laughs> I mean, there are ways of making money in a hotel room as well, I think. <laughs> you could, could recoup some of your, some of your only fans, something like, you know, some people are mentioning it, I don't know what it is. <laughs> you've heard, you've heard stories. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Can we finish off with something positive? We always like to finish off with something positive. I was watching Guernsey, undoing their lockdown and starting to meet up with people and stuff like that what are you looking forward to 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I noticed that, that what you're talking about. So I think there's a, there's a specific greeting people are doing for people when they haven't seen each other for a long time. And you can spot on a mile off now yeah. when you see two people meeting in the screen. There's a kind of, they just take an extra kind of pause, you know. You know, you know, this is just, yeah, a moment yeah. in the friendship. It's, it's cool. I love it. <laughs> I've, um, I've been really missing live music. I love to go and see a live band and I can't wait till the next time I can go and see a live band and get up on the stage and stage dive but because of the restrictions of numbers <laughs> I will hit the ground fairly badly not as bad as Jenny's dad but badly <laughs> I can't wait to have a conversation where there isn't that little gap before or like you know the little pause where you have to go oh, Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if I'm going to be able to. What if we've all gone too weird and we're not able to have just like a flowing conversation? <laughs> it's going to be so disappointing. Out. It's going to be so disappointing when we're in a pub together and as you speak, you don't see a yellow box pop up around you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, who's talking? I can't tell. <laughs> uh, I, I, do you know, mine, mine's a, a continuation on the talking to people because obviously everyone misses pubs, live gigs, and comedy clubs, obviously. But mine is hugging people before or after you talk to them otherwise i'm quite a tactile person and it's weird weird isn't it because if you're a woman you say that people think oh they're so affectionate whereas when i say it people think maybe he's got creepy yeah <laughs> boundary yeah. issues not to touch us <laughs> yeah lots of touching yeah it's gonna have to be like a safe word that you shout as someone's approaching you you have to be like no hugging or like hug please well, yes please i just thought the um the new driving test will have to be updated won't it that you'll do all the theory and then you'll do the you know the, the drive for the instructor and then he'll say we'll just do the eyesight test now uh, if you could pop your kid in the back and drive <laughs> to uh, the castle yeah <laughs> so there you have it always a unique mix of informative and disgraceful on this podcast for our live section this week Jenny is joined on stage by Paul Thorne Alistair Barry and Fumbi Omateo as the anti-Welsh sentiment reaches fever pitch thank you thank you are you guys still enjoying the show Okay, we're going to carry on with the second, um, our second uh, game of the day. Uh, to, this one's called Burning Issues. Um, it's not what you think, lads. And um, it's essentially like question time. We have a wonderful panel, as you can see, I'm setting up. And I'm going to throw a question to them, and they're going to bring their clever and creative insight to the topic. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to start off the questions with a um, lovely topic in the news today. Ryanair, well, this week, Ryanair have been in the news for... Um, Failing to eject a passenger who was um, giving out really... Well, they, weren't, they weren't in the news for completely and utterly failing to reject a passenger. Yes. Who, so, so, I was just correcting your Oh, sorry. Well, it's Ryanair, so I, th I thought that would trigger the whole discussion, but you were quiet, so I figured I'd go on with it. <laughs> you keep on talking till we interrupt you. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> Very much how David Dimbleby works as well, right, isn't right. he? I wanted you guys to just jump on in on Until Nigel Farage just cuts in and plays like a cunt. Okay. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, well, I, I've not seen it. Apparently, uh, the guy in question, some people saying that the guy in question was autistic, which I know some autistic people. I've never, I've never, or is he's mentally ill, or, or with various descriptions. I don't, I've never heard anyone actually be diagnosed with racism. <laughs> and there's, I don't know, it just seems a very strange thing to do. I mean, like EasyJet are probably furious about it and trying to work out that they can get a slightly better racist. Um, and, 
and, and leave the passengers slightly closer to their intended destination. But I don't. Well, there's something wrong with him, wasn't there? I mean, he was probably furious when he got on the plane. You know, he's got some kind of he's got a lot of baggage. You know, which is uh, <laughs> it's probably why he was furious. You, know. <laughs> you try like... doing this shit. <laughs> so it's emotional baggage. <laughs> I was more um, upset because it wasn't even about the race. It was an elderly woman. That was what was my real issue. Okay, it was about race. Really? <laughs> okay, well, you mentioned the race. it four times in the dressing room. Okay, all right. Well, the race Let it go, Fumbi. Okay, no. So you think it was it was the wrong insult? You think he just should have called her a silly old cow or something? Precisely. You didn't have to bring the race in. No, he know? didn't. No. No. Like she was, she was annoying because she was old. And, and, and taking to... up a valuable Ryanair seat for £9.99 yeah. that some dumb fuckwit from a council estate in Essex could have been on that fucking plane yes going and to it's is he not? apparently he was annoyed about the fact that she took a little while to get up and move along she's actually elderly and disabled yes what was he fucking expecting on a Ryanair flight have you ever flown with those pricks they're the biggest wankers on the planet expecting legroom and being able to just happily slide in along whilst you sip your Prosecco and flick through the Netflix of Availabilities is not something they fucking offer. Well said, um, Alice. That was a great. Uh, Jen, do you want to throw in anything? Did you did you read the story? I did read the story. Do you have planes? Do you, fly do you have planes in Wales? Do you have them? <laughs> suck my what's dick. the Welsh airline? Did you just say suck my dick? I did. One man laughed. What's what's Welsh for aeroplane? Um, is it airplane? Oh. <laughs> Do, do, do you know, Welsh lady, do you know what, what it is? Now this is proper racism, no, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. What, what should I ask white? an English person what Welsh fur plane is? No, I'll ask the Welsh lady. Pardon? No, they're well. more of a weird cult. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I think I'm gonna... Or as they pronounce it, cucht. <laughs> this, this is the man who got kicked off a Ryanair flight for sitting next to a Welsh person and really fucking having oh, a go. Oh, so fucking annoying. I oh, know, there they were, eating their lamb. I think I'm going to interject before this white-on-white white crime goes any further. And um, I'm going to ask a question from the audience. Any guy that's got a question for our lovely audience and panel? The reaction to the Jose Mourinho punch-up. The reaction to the Jose Mourinho punch Well, it was rubbish because he didn't get hit. Wasn't it? <laughs> it great if he so got the Chelsea-Man United game on the weekend, I yeah. assume. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I watched that. You he also held yeah. up three fingers to the fans. Do you know how football in Wales? <laughs> they call it they call it football. <laughs> <laughs> and they got to the semi-finals of the European Cup, and we fucked up. So let's shut yeah, the fuck so up. Yeah, so suck my dick, literally. Fuck you, man. Yeah, but then England yeah. got to the semi-finals of the World Cup, which kind of trumps. Yeah, but we did what we did brilliantly in the World Cup is we got to the semi-finals of the World Cup by cunningly not playing anyone who could play football. <laughs> Until the semi-final. We had a quick meeting with Belgium when everything was settled already and they beat the shit out of us. We were like, oh, it's fine, it doesn't matter. We're going to go on a meet. Who was it? Sweden? And Sweden were like, we don't know. We didn't put the goal together properly and the screws are left there. We can't <laughs> understand how football is. We've won. We're like, oh my God, we're brilliant. We were shit. And then Croatia turned up. We're asleep for the first 45 minutes and then went, oh, fucking stick it in the net a couple of times. Right, final. There we go. We were fucking appalling. Good job we didn't play Russia in the semi-final though because I'm pretty sure they would have put Novichok in attack <laughs> you want to add anything to that Paul you seem, you seem ready to just pounce I was on. just remarkable I just thought it was remarkable how many Russians play for Sweden you, you dissing my Russian accent I was or like, my Swedish accent, Swedish accent yeah. I don't really have a Swedish accent you, 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 talk, like, you just talk like the chef from the Muppets and you're alright do we have any Swedish people in 
That was like that. Like that. It's exactly like wow. that. Wow. That sounded Swedish. If you're wearing a chef's hat and we've got a big blonde moustache, <laughs> I am fucking loving your work. Wow, that was amazing. You just found your clitoris then, didn't you? <laughs> or as she pronounces it, clitoris. <laughs> I pronounce it bean. <laughs> I thought you said dick. What Suck about my Sweden? Bean, you bald cunt. Let's, <laughs> let's talk to the foreigner. They won't be around for much longer. When, um, <laughs> whereabouts in Sweden are you from? I know it well. I know it well. Wow, that is wow! It's a blow now. It's pretty divorced. That's what I was guessing. Gender fluid Swede. Excellent. You're from Stockholm. No, well, North Stockholm or South Stockholm? Uh, it's the southern part. Southern part. Oh shit! All my jokes are about North. <laughs> anyway, thanks for all your um, subtitled BBC Four crime <laughs> things. Yeah, because those are the main Swedish movies Paul has watched. We've porn. Got... He's talking about porn. There's nothing wrong with a bit of porn. Once it's concerned, nothing wrong with a bit of porn. Nothing wrong with porn. Nothing wrong with a bit of porn. Fully aware the porn. Swedes were, were pioneers of that that field in the 70s and 80s, weren't you, mate? Not you personally. You're probably, <laughs> you're probably a bit young, but mind you, it's very liberal in your country. So. <laughs> and there's Catholics. I've forgotten what the subject was of this particular uh, part. Jose Mourinho. Weirdly right, enough. Jose oh, Mourinho. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did he manage in Sweden? Is that how we got? No? We didn't manage in Sweden, did he? No, he didn't manage in no, Sweden. No, we just, I thought, I was trying to. No, he did. So didn't he, but I didn't see it, but the Man U were 2 1 up and then the Chelsea scored a goal and one of the Chelsea staff came over and kind of. Yeah. Bald guy with a beard, it was. Was it really? <laughs> Who had a brilliant Russian accent. <laughs> We could cook Swedish meatballs. Fair yeah. enough. That's it. Um, I didn't see it. I can't comment. But I don't know. Jose Mourinho. He's all right. He's an idiot. Yeah. He held up three fingers to the Chelsea fans to remind them of how many titles he's won them. Oh Chelsea yeah, he did that. Didn't he did that. Wasn't how many times he's been sacked. <laughs> <laughs> well, not it's by Chelsea. More than that, isn't it? It was twice by Chelsea. I just find I just find him bizarre that he, he he demands respect off everyone and gives nobody any ever. Do you know what I mean? It's kind. Of, is this? I think he's in. I think he's in. <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait. Wow. That's actually the count from Sesame Street. That was it. Uh, we got the whole uh, lot. It's Fraggle Rock at the back of the room right now. That was a very isolated remark. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the count from Sesame Street's got a brilliant Russian accent. I know. That's why I was hoping he was in. Okay, I'm going to take I think we've dealt with that. Yeah, I think we've covered that. that so Especially yeah. pantomime Mourinho at the back yeah, sorted yeah, that out. Yeah. We'll take a question from the middle over here, the middle section. Does anyone have a question for our lovely panel? Just yell it out. Just ask They're a question. They're having their own show over here now. That's, that's ask a question and we'll answer a completely different one. That's how this shit works. <laughs> it's a bit like uh, the House of Commons. Go ahead, America. Polite, polite American lady wow. puts her hand up. Nice Go work, nice work. She may be armed, but she's just going to start. Like Not that. like you guys, to ask before you step in, is it? <laughs> or to be on time. Oh, Brett Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court Justice, who uh, apparently may have done... I mean, we've all done... Rapey Brett? <laughs> you mean Rapey Brett? Yeah, you're talking Rapey about Rapey Brett. Brett. <laughs> is, that his, is that his full name? Rapey Brett, yeah. Rapey that's what they used to call him at school. Yeah, Rapey Brett. Rapey Brett. Yeah. I suppose well, that wasn't a legal qualification. That was actually his nickname that's, at school. A bit like yeah. Rhino, but slightly... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Rapey Rhino, Brett. That would have been slightly unfortunate. Um, I thought it was... Uh, I, you, you've got to mobilise the... It's very difficult to write jokes about Donald Trump when he keeps on writing better ones himself, you know. It just The whole situation, everywhere you look, it's taken away the ability to have rational thought with Donald Trump. We've got to that situation now where if it came to a, a toss-up between him and the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, we'd all vote for the bloke in the battered top hat because at least when he put kids in cages, they had wheels and there was a chance of a fucking lollipop. So when he, when he puts... Uh, too, I too, tell you what, you don't hear many chitty chitty bang bang references at comedy clubs these days, ladies and gentlemen. That's You're at the right. comedy store, the home of alternative comedy. <laughs> you take it like bitches. <laughs> chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, chitty bang bang. <laughs> I think on that note, we should close burning issues. Please give my panel a round of applause. So that's it from episode 17. If you enjoyed this, then please drop us a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. Also a reminder to please check out thecomedystorelive.co.uk for all our upcoming live stream video shows, including Weekend Stand-Up and The Comedy Store Players. You have been listening to Stephen Grant, Ben Norris, Eleanor Tiernan and Jenny Collier. On stage we also had Fumbi Omateo, Paul Thorne and Alastair Barry. This podcast is edited and produced by me, Simon Mason, and special thanks, as always, to the Edge producer, Mr John Connor. We'll see you next week. Hold up. 